Hi, Mike Gibson and Tim Henry coming to you live from AHA 2017. Tim, you just presented the all-star trial uh, stem cell therapy for big anterior mice. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's an interesting trial, Mike. It, um, it's, when we started this trial, there was a lot of excitement for it because this followed up on the Caduceus trial, which took cardiac-derived stem cells, autologous, and when you gave them intracoronary, the results of that trial showed you were able to decrease scar size and increase regenerative tissue. So it really, um, I think Dr. Marban would say this was the first time of true re myocardial regeneration. Mm -hmm. So what this trial was designed was instead of using autologous cells, we'd use allogeneic cells. So these cells come from young, healthy donors. And the advantage is, of course, they're off the shelf and have the same characteristics. Lots of preclinical data show they have the same characteristics. So our goal was to identify large anterior infarcts, ejection fraction less than 40%, scar size greater than 15% based on MRI. And how far out from their heart attack would yeah, these people two, be? Very important point because we chose um, one month to 12 months. And then the trial was early, which is like the one to three months, and then remote, which was the not, uh, three to not, uh, 12 months, to see if there's a difference in, um, you know, what, can you make a difference in the trial. And the trial was originally planned to be 260 patients. Hard to find 260 patients with a big MI who survived. I think this is the message MI. of the trial, mm -hmm. right? So there's two key things. Um, number one, uh, e even though we had the largest uh, MI uh, centers in the United States in the trial, these patients just don't exist anymore, the large anterior infarcts. And more importantly, I think... And why is that, Tim? Are we treating them so much more quickly? You know, yeah. Or we have better drugs or better reperfusion? What, what is it, all We those? have dramatically increased the primary PCI and the lowered the time to treatments so that the percentage of people with an infarct greater than 15% scar size has really gone away. Interesting. And the second thing is you see an illustration of it. So even then you do, and I'll skip ahead a little, but I think it's really the message of the trial. So now you have large anterior infarcts, and they get in the trial. Scar sizes, and the average scar size was 23%, and an EF about 30%, right? Mm -hmm. That's a large infarct. Mm -hmm. The mortality at one year was zero. Wow. wow. Zero. And there was almost no clinical events. So I think it tells you two things. We've really uh, dramatically changed the natural history of the disease. Right. Right. Now, that being said, then, uh, jump ahead, the, the second, I think, challenge but was... But heart attacks still kill a lot of people. They just don't make it to the hospital, many of them. Not in the first year, right? right? So if people die of out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, right. they still die of cardiogenic shock. But once, if you get in and get a PCI... Once you survive, yeah. You do incredibly well. Right. And some of these patients might get heart failure, but they get heart failure 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not in a year. Mm -hmm. Most are not symptomatic. We did see um, the primary endpoint was a reduction in scar size. The trial was now underpowered because there were smaller numbers. There was no difference in scar size, and um, that's disappointing. But we did see biologic evidence for our benefit uh, in terms of, in particular, a significant improvement in left ventricular end systolic volume and left ventricular end diastolic volume and a significant reduction in BNP. 
and that correlated with lower heart, like half as, less than half as many heart failure hospitalizations. So you, it's one of those trials where it's mixed. You know, it is a phase two trial, so we're trying to just say uh, what are the benefits. And I think we saw evidence of biologic effect, but two things. This is a changing disease, number one, and do, is it really necessary? Will there be another large trial? Yeah. You know, I think a corollary of that. That's what I think everyone wants to know. Where is this field going, and yeah. will there be other bigger trials? Are we going to yeah. move out of the 200-patient phase over to 1,000 patient yeah. studies? Yeah, I'll tell you, a week in, I'll tell you for acute MI, I think we're gone. Uh, there was a large trial called the BAMI trial. It was supposed to be 3,000 patients in Europe. Uh, and it was powered for mortality with a mortality of 11%. Two things happened. Trials stopped early with only 300 plus patients because they can't, re again, same can't problem. Recruit. These big sick infarcts aren't out there. And second of all, the mortality was only around 4%. I see. So I think where we're going to go with cell therapy are heart failure because there's tons of class 3 heart failure patients who are. Uh, despite medical and this device. is ischemic or non-ischemic heart failure Either or both. One. Mm -hmm. There's different approaches for both, and then I think where cell therapy and that's all uh, hef ref. Yes, not hef pef. Yes, although there's okay. some tantalizing data, um, in particular, Noel Berrymertz uh, at Cedars actually has shown that uh, hef um, pef hmm. with preserved LV function is due to microvascular dysfunction at least a subset of those patients. So women who have microvascular angina, mm -hmm. as they get older, they get heart, they get HEFPATH. I see. And that group of people might be very responsive to cell therapy to improve their microvascular function. Right. Because that's an area there I think cells do the best, improving perfusion. So patients with refractory angina and critical ischemia. Now Tim, one thing that's always bothered me, and is that a local pericone function? The, yeah. the mechanism there. Yes. One thing that's always worried me is when these new cells get in there, are they electrically active or electrically inert? And could you set up islands of yeah. electrical activity with, with you know, uh, a risk of VT because of, uh, you know, those those isolated little islands of viability? Yeah, that's really insightful. The only cells that have done that, that there's evidence for that probably reflect that they're the only cells that are engrafted and were still there. Hmm. And that's skeletal myoblasts. Oh, okay. So ba back when we put skeletal myoblasts into SCAR, and they actually engrafted and were there, and then we actually saw this increase in arrhythmias. Really? Okay, yeah. so that's, that is a concern. But yeah. the type of cells you're talking about are mesenchymal cells yeah. that, so, that don't have that kind of, they're not adding squeeze, no. they're just adding better pericon function and all right. the Right, I think good the way humors. they work are uh, immunomodulation. Uh, so the, basically here's our concept that we think now. Cells go in and adhere, and then the cells release exosomes. And then inside exosomes are microRNA. And then what you do is you create this pericone effect and you recruit endogenous stem cells. And I think in particular for- But what do those endogenous ones do? Are those ones that will contract? Yes. They are, okay. Yeah, although I think our ability for uh, to actually do myocardial regeneration, we're a long ways from that. Mm -hmm. What we're good at is improving blood flow. And I think that's the key with cell therapies. You have to understand 
what your goal is. Mm -hmm. So a patient with refractory angina, their LV function is normal. Mm -hmm. We are trying to improve blood flow. That we're much better at than trying to take that ejection fraction of 25% and make it right. 60. Well, you know, and I think we've all lived with the plumbing model for so many decades that you have blockage, we must open blockage. But you know, I've been a big fan of the microvasculature for decades that a lot of yeah. this angina that we're seeing is not epicardial, a lot of it is microvascular. So it's good, to, it's good to see this shift in focus. And that, that we are actually really good at. There's really strong data that shows you can make that better. Right. For sure. Tim, thanks for leading the field. Always thanks for joining here, us Lane. here today. Nice to have you in California. Good to be back in California. Good to be in Anaheim. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from AHA 2017.